third quarter here on the Beelis Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR radio network. Joining us on the line now to talk a little nas- National Basketball Association, Kurt Heelan from ProBasketballTalk.com. Of course, you can find that at NBCSports.com, or you can download the NBC Sports radio app and listen 24-7 to the network. Kurt, Celtics just finished off an unlikely 4-0 road trip trip sweep with um basically three players it seems like they they had they were missing a new player every night uh, at this point who are you everybody talks about coach of the year do, do you have to is, is brad stevens almost like uh underlooked in coach of the year stuff because i keep hearing about Dwayne casey and brett brown but i think uh what brad stevens has done this year is, is pretty amazing I, I, you're listening to the wrong people then i think <laughs> I, I think brad stevens is probably the front runner um, Casey might be there now, um, he, and he's done an impressive job in Toronto. Obviously, they're going to finish with the number one seed in the East, and, and, or, and they've played a – like taking the roster you have and getting it to play a different style uh, midstream like that is, is a really impressive job. But I, I think Brad is probably the favorite, um, honestly, in part because of look, not just these injuries, but I mean – you go into a season planning for Gordon Hayward. You don't have Gordon Hayward. You still have you know the best defense in the NBA, and you're going to finish with an impressive two seed. Um, that that alone is going to do it. And I think that there's also a uh, lifetime achievement factor. Like he's been considered one of the best coaches in the NBA for a few years now, but he hasn't really been in a he hasn't really won the award or be, been in position. It's always been something else. So we'll see if he gets it this year there is a push for, i think casey's the only i think it's him and casey and then it's kind of a step back to brett brown's done a good job quinn snyder's done a really good job i mean there's actually a whole, terry stocks in, in portland there's a whole list of guys who, who who have a claim this year that have done an impressive job but i think it's going to be casey and stevens in in some order does anyone in the western conference actually want the eight seed or are they just <laughs> trying to like I don't know how Utah loses that game last night. I really don't. When, when you go into Utah with, as the Celtics, I mean, it's the end of, you know, it's it's towards the end of the trip. Those are usually, that's usually when the stinker is going to occur. And you've got a team like Utah that's got to, you know, they got to hold off the Clippers. You know, they're only a game off on them. The Clippers are 41-34. Denver's still at 40-35 and sitting in the 10-hole. And... Then you had the the loss by Minnesota the other night, one of the worst losses I've ever seen when Minnesota lost to Atlanta at home. Like, does anyone want the eighth seed? Like, do they just not want to play Houston or Golden State? Or are some of these teams that are tanking just getting fired up to knock these teams out and, and enjoy playing spoiler? No, I think that there's I think that there is a little of the you're we can just roll the ball out there and beat these tanking teams thoughts that you know Minnesota got in trouble with and others. It's like you you Turns out, you know, they're still professional players, and especially some of these teams now that have gone deep into their bench and are bringing up, you know, Dallas had four G League players on the court, <laughs> former G League players on the court at one time the other night. You know what? Those guys are hungry. Those guys want their job. This is their, as much as we're like, oh, they, they, they're tanking, they're not bringing talented guys out, those guys are like, hey, this is my chance to get paid. This is my chance to actually prove to somebody that I can, that I can stick in the league. So there's some of that, and I, I think it, in Utah's case last night, too, Utah's problem ultimately is while their defense is phenomenal night to night, they just don't generate much offense. And if they go up against a good defensive team, and, and even without all the talent, the, the, you know, the Celtics are disciplined defensively, they just, I mean, look, basically, it's, hey, Donovan Mitchell, create offense for us. Like, hey, rookie, go. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, 
it's it's a tough spot for them. They need to find another more shot creation, obviously. And and I don't want to denigrate what Mitchell's done, but it's it's limited what they can do ultimately. When we look back on the career of Isaiah Thomas, are we going to look back at his decision to play on that hip through last year's playoff as the decision that ended his career? Or are we going to look back on the decision not to have surgery last summer and instead try to rehab through it as the decision that may have prematurely ended it? Because it certainly cost him a lot of money this year one way or the other. Yeah, and I think it's the latter one. It's, it's You know, I get, by the way, after you've had that season and you've taken that team that far, like, you know, playing through it and playing through, you know, every the tragedy in his family with his sister's death and all that, I, I completely understand what he was trying to do and where he was coming from that way. But I think ultimately his decision, hey, that's going to be a big red flag if I get the surgery, ended up leading to still needing the surgery. And by the way, now there's all sorts of other red flags. So after he was just discontent in locker rooms in Cleveland and, and everything else, um, he, he did cost himself. I mean, he... He, I don't know that the Brinks truck was ever going to back up like he thought it was going to back up, but you know, you look at it now. He's either my guess is he's either resigns with the Lakers on a one-year deal or some other team looking for um, just some scoring gives him a one or one plus one type of deal, and he takes it in hopes that he can re, you know, he's healthy and can rehab his image and go out there in 2019 and get his money because. To be fair, I, I do feel for the guy. I mean, not only am I a fan of just you know his play, but in the NBA scale of things, he's been chronically underpaid. Like, he's never made like a his, his he's never made more than what is now the league average salary. Like he's just I would like to see him get one kick at the can, and hopefully he can get that. Talking with Kurt Heelan from Pro Basketball Talk, ProBasketballTalk.com. I was watching that Nick Sixers games, uh, Nick Sixers game last night. And Markel Fultz, you know, comes back. He's a great story the other night. You know, he gets his 10-8. and eight. Everybody's excited that Markel Fultz plays. And then him and Joel Embiid collide last night. Embiid goes off the court. Kurt, I don't know if you get to see the MSG replay of it, but they showed a, a, a lot. They, they kept showing the replay. And then they showed the backstage camera of him going back. I mean, he was staggering around like he was totally punch drunk. And then they said afterwards, oh, there's no concussion. It's just a facial contusion. Is this, you know, Embiid's? Got a string of bad luck going with him. You can call him Fragile, you can call him whatever you want. He's very talented. He needs to be on the court, especially if they're uh, you know going to make any noise out of that four seed. Um, this has got to be concerning for Sixers fans who've been trusting the process this whole time. Yeah, it, look, that team, when he's not on the floor, is about the level, honestly, just their point differential and stuff is about the level of the Knicks or, or Mavericks. Uh, it's, they're not a good team when he's not on the floor. It's, as much as... Ben Simmons has been phenomenal and, and may well be Rookie of the Year. And you look at all those pieces, you're like, oh, J.J. Redick and J. J. Covington, like they've got all these nice pieces. It doesn't work without Embiid in the paint. Um, and, it, and it's just an unfortunate play. I mean, you, you saw the replay. It was, you know, he kind of fumbled the dribble handoff, so he leaned forward to grab it, and they just, you know, head-to-head collision. Uh, we'll see. Um, yeah, I thought that was odd, too. I'm like, really? There was no concussion, but you've taken him straight to the hospital? Really? Okay. He could barely walk. <laughs> I'm like, really? Like, I don't... That yeah. would that would blew me away, Kurt. Like, if that had been the... Yeah. I'd be like, if that had been the NFL, like, we would want congressional investigations today that they were trying to hide concussions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, and the funny... The thing is, too, with concussions, like, and I put this in the story, I'm like, they say that now. The symptoms also, like, you can pass that right after the incident, and, and the concussion shows up, you know, an hour later, two hours later, 
later that day. So we'll see what they say later today. But it is, I'll tell you that there is pins and needles in Sixers land. They can't, they want to hold on to the, the, you know, the three or four seed and have home court in the first round. If he, if he misses any time, extended time going down the stretch, as soft as their schedule is, it's, it's, it's going to be hard. Kurt, how, how did Fultz look on his first night? Yeah, second you know, night, I'm sorry. Okay. No, no he, he looked okay. He looked, look, look, there were rookie moves, rookie decisions um, to, that are to be expected. You know, like first play, he dribbled right into um, Mason Plumley, And it was kind of one of those things like, oh, that's right. This is the NBA where everybody's big and mobile. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, this isn't college anymore. This is, you know, it isn't summer league. There's an adjustment period there. But that said... Um, you know, he made it in the last night. He finally made a couple contested jumpers. Uh, he's playing a little better. He's got that court vision. I think it's just a matter of him getting a rhythm. But like long term, I think they're in a good spot. If they're expecting any, him to really be that helpful this postseason, I think they're going to be disappointed. But if it's you know, look, next year he becomes a sixth man for them, the ball handler, shot creator when Simmons isn't on the floor. And that becomes a much dangerous unit. I think long term he's going to be fine, but you know he, he's getting there. It's just that shot still is it's mechanical right now. It's just not smooth. Kurt Heelan, Pro Basketball Talk, ProBasketballTalk.com. Kurt, I know you go to the stops on the tour. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you very much. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. Thank you, Kurt Heelan, ProBasketballTalk.com, uh, part of NBCSports.com. Of course, you can listen to NBC Sports Radio. Just download the NBC Sports Radio app.